everyone, welcome to another extra credit episode. My name's Braden French. And whilst we're between seasons, we thought it'd be fun to release a few short episodes. We put out one last week on disability and you guys loved it. Numbers were through the roof. Feedback was really positive. And so we appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully this one uh, will be similarly uh, entertaining, worthwhile. I thought I'd let you know we are working on the next season. We've lined up a few interviews already and a few ideas that we want to research and bring to you. But given that, look, you know, Christmas decorations are already up in the shops, I'm already eating mince pies, we're probably going to hold off season five until 2020. We might leak a few episodes casually between now and then, but I think we're going to build up to a really big season in 2020. Now today, I came into the studio to record this little extra credit episode, and I found our friend Alan hiding under the desk. Turns out Alan's been in here for the last two weeks playing with his toy trains. So today we've got Alan on the desk working hard, but it's good that he's here because one of Alan's favourite things is his train whistle. Give it a go, Alan. Well done, mate. That's going to come in handy today because I thought today I'd share with you some of my more controversial thoughts, some ideas and beliefs that I've been sort of warehousing until now. And I thought we'd just get them all out in the open, a sort of spring clean, if you like. Uh, Speaking of spring clean, many of you will know that we've been recording this little podcast, all 62 episodes, in this studio, which is really just a storeroom they found uh, where I work here. Uh, We're surrounded by books, cardboard boxes, rubbish, you name it. It's very pokey, especially when we have guests in here. We have to touch knees at the sound desk. We've also been using my humble little USB microphone here, some Apple earplugs, and uh, some free software on the MacBook, which is why you get such an authentic, dare I say, organic version of the audio files. Now, I'm excited to say that the powers that be in my organization have seen the light. They are building a state-of-the-art podcast recording studio. It'll be soundproof. There'll be thousands of dollars of technology, the very best in road microphones and recording software, a brand new podcast, roadcast desk, and it will just be fantastic. I'd like to tell you that it's because they've appreciated that this little podcast has over 60 episodes and over 8,000 unique listeners in over 20 countries and has been the number one Uniting Church Youth Ministry podcast in its time but I'd be lying. You see, some of my colleagues who happen to be ordained want to start a podcast. And so the powers that be have found a few extra dollars to set up this studio in anticipation of that podcast. Now, we here at the Work Experience team, we're supportive. The more podcasts, the merrier. We're just a little concerned that it took someone else jumping on this bandwagon before the organization chose to invest. Uh, Actually, Alan, that's not going to work. We're going to need the whistle beforehand to sort of warn people that what I'm about to say might be controversial. So quick, let's, let's try. Blow the whistle, I'll say something controversial. The Red Hot Chili Peppers are massively overrated and I don't like any of their music. Huh, that feels good. Yeah, no, let's let's give it another try. The Splice is the best ice cream available on a stick. Yeah, no, I could get used to it. This is feeling good. All right, uh, one more, one more. 
Steve Smith and Dave Warner were unfairly punished for a stupid decision and we took our guilt at our own inability to address significant issues out on these two Australian heroes. Changing pace just a little, friends. I was reading a paper out of New Zealand the other day and it resonated with me and I thought I'd share it with you this week and it does seem relevant to our Off the Leash episode because, you know, fasten your seatbelts. But uh, the writer was comparing... Uh, the part in Deuteronomy uh, where they're just about to enter the promised land. You know, the Israelites, they've escaped Egypt. They've been wandering for 40 odd years and they're about to embark. And he's analyzing the sort of dynamics at play in that community. And he says there are three distinct generations at play. There are the Exodus generation, those that are lived through and participated in the crossing of the Red Sea. There's the wilderness generation, those who've only really known their time in the wilderness and those who've offered leadership in that time. And there's then there's the generation that had no memory of the Exodus that really have only uh, still been formed, but they will be the generation that leads in the promised land. And the writer goes on to talk about that in the youth ministry context, but I think it's particularly relevant to our uniting church. Actually, uh, Alan, uh, blow that whistle. You see, I think we can map those three generations in our Uniting Church communities as well. There are leaders and members of the church that led us through union, that faithfully bought into the vision, that helped that transition that no doubt would have been tough and cast us on this trajectory we are now on. They might be, you know, the union generation. And then there is a generation that have led us faithfully for the last 40 years. And we've navigated and formed our identity as a multicultural church, as a covenanting church that have led us through massive social changes. They might be the wilderness leaders, but we have an emerging generation that understand that this is not our current context forever and that want to see us move faithfully forward. They might be our emerging generation or, if we could be so bold, those that will lead us into the promised land. I think the problem is that the Uniting Church, we've built houses, we've built foundations, and we are pretty happy where we are. I think we need to unleash our younger generation, entrust them with the keys, the leadership, uh, the resources, the time, the permission to lead us and recognize that some of our existing leaders won't see that future, just like Moses never saw the promised land. Now, this is hard because, you know, people of certain generations uh, want to say that they're still offering vital ministry and leadership, and of course they are, but it's for a context that we will not be in for much longer. We can't continue to behave as we are now in a world that we do not yet know or understand. We need to be far more flexible, mobile, and I think that we need to be prepared to make significant, courageous decisions and commit to stories that we don't know how they end yet. We cannot simply be satisfied that we are punching above our weight, as we always have, that we are um, engaging in social issues, as we always have and we always will, but I think we need to be courageous. I think we need to let go um, of some of our practices and commitments, and we need to identify that our leaders that will lead us forward, we don't know who they are, but they cannot be the ones that have led us to this point. All right, just a couple more things to share. But Alan, put the whistle away because 
I thought these were controversial, but as I've thought about them, I think they're just facts. So let me share with you a few thoughts that I've been hesitant to share, but I don't think they're controversial at all. I think they're just uh, realities and we need to embrace them. Jats are far better than Savoy's. That's right. The new Kanye album is terrible. Now, it's not because I think Kanye's terrible, and I'm not commenting on his idea of Christianity. It's just that most Christian hip-hop is terrible. Boomers and Gen X have ruined Facebook. Now, it was cute about eight years ago when, you know, your auntie or your grandma would accidentally post a message as their status. That was funny, but now the novelty has worn off. Now it's nauseating. Go back to LinkedIn, friends. Young people who left LinkedIn alone, please leave Facebook alone. Also, over 11,000 scientists from 153 countries just said that the climate emergency is far worse than we originally thought. It's time to act. What might be controversial is to say that having conferences with like-minded academics doesn't influence change. It just reinforces echo chambers and makes us feel good. Actually, yeah, no, that might upset people. Is it too late to blow the whistle? Alan, you're asleep. All right, on that note, friends, uh, we might get out of here. Who knows? Next time you hear from us, we might be coming from the Ridgidige new podcast studio here at the Centre for Theology and Ministry, or we might still be in this shoebox of a storage room. Uh, friends, thanks for tuning in. You've earned yourself some extra credit.